Welcome everybody to the next episode of the Dudes and Drinks podcast. On this episode, we're going to start to talk about the nation surrounding Orenburg, learn a little bit about the culture and how it fits into the world at large. Stay tuned, we have some cool topics coming up. Brad, it's Orenburg, not Orenburg. Orenburg, it's an accent. Orenburg. I've said it once, I'll say it before, tomato to fucking motto. Anyway, um... Yeah, so, uh... Before we uh, get into the episode, let's uh, continue with our Drags. Um, tradition of saying what we're drinking. All right, so I guess I'll go over what I'm drinking now. Um, so it's from another local brewery. I know last time I was having a few locals. Um, this one's from... Oops. <laughs> this one's from, yep, Lavery Brewing Company. Um, it's an IPA. Uh... I think it's called Boca Dreams. I don't know. The handwriting on the side of the can. Because uh, I got a got a uh, one of those 32-ounce growler, crowler, whatever the fuck they're called things. Um, but it's a two, double IPA. Um, it is... It's good. It uh, has some peachy undertones. So it kind of reminds me of uh, Peach Rings. Uh, yeah, Peach Rings. Peach rings are so good. Peach rings are so good. I used to eat peach rings like every baseball game. I because uh, I used to play baseball and literally every time in the dugout, I just have a bag of peach rings from the local concession. So good. That's, that's fuel, man. That and sunflower yeah. seeds. That and yep, ranch, ranch sunflower seeds, dude. I lived Ooh. off that. <laughs> um, so growler and crowler, right? What is the difference? There? Interchangeable. Is it? Uh, okay. um, there, there is a slight difference, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't think it's consequent, consequential. I think the difference between a growler and a crowler is uh, a little. And the what several I, differences. What I have actually. is a 32 ounce can that they filled with my beer of choice. And then oh, that's a crowler because yeah. C for Cra- well, cra- crawlers thirty-two to sixty-four, or growlers are thirty-two to sixty-four. Crawlers are only thirty-two, and the crawler is fully resistant to oxygen intake and UV light. Both of which are oh, oh growlers are fucking bottles. What am I talking about? I have a I have a growler right next to me. Yeah, and yeah. Growlers, yeah, are yeah. growlers are bottles, which are bad for uh, um, which are bad for UV light. They, it skunks your beer. True. So. True. true. You gotta yeah. drink it fast. Yes, or just keep it out of the sun. <sighs> Alright, who's next? Alright. I am drinking a tea this week. Uh, kind of. Because I like yeah. them. I mean, uh, did you drink, drink a tea last week? Hey, I could drink water and get away with it, alright? I, I think you yeah, I mean, literally drink. I, <laughs> I see no problems here. This is a blueberry tea, the same one I brought to our recent D&D game. It's a little bit sweet, so I thought it'd be good. Mm-hmm. Tyler? I am drinking a uh, IPA, uh, also from Lavery, the place that Anthony got his from, and it is called Outcome the Wolves. It is a 10% IPA. Damn, boy. Yeah, dude. It's a. I only drink half because it's still alcohol by volume, but I because it's a it's a crawler. I don't want to like chug thirty two ounces in an hour. 
in a yeah. night, actually. Like, that, I don't that, that, that's why. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna drink the this entire thirty-two ounce can in the night because I don't waste shit. I probably could. Uh, you you can you can really easily like keep them in your fridge if you. Uh, you can also just put them in your fridge. They they they, depending on how your fridge smells, they they they, they won't taste much different. Um, because smell kind of smell kind of binds to the beer a decent bit. So like you, if you have a really bad smelling fridge, your beer is gonna taste god awful. But if you like saran wrap it, you'll be fine. Yeah, right. I, I normally I'll saran wrap my beers oil. if I don't finish them. I guess I might put aluminum over it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, would, I would do saran wrap because it needs to be airtight. I don't have saran wrap, so it's gonna be aluminum. Oh, okay. Better than nothing. But um, yes, Larry, what are you drinking? So. It's called Neutral Brewing is the brewery, and this is like a collaboration with Grist House, which is a local brewery up in, uh, fuck, where is it? Millvale, that's where it is, across from Lawrenceville. It's called Spilled Ink. It's an American Imperial Stout, nice. and it is delicious. All right, yeah. So let's start off with this, I don't know, thought. Uh, Orenburg. So we've Orenburg. kind of established uh, that Orenburg was kind of founded initially uh, as kind of like a like a venture opportunity. Somebody left somewhere else, or you know, we we all know who did uh, the the king of Orenburg. Uh, he left somewhere else. We haven't established where uh, to head off to this this river, uh, river bank, waterfall, cliff area, uh, where he then set up a town. This this town exists in kind of a nation. Uh, this nation, you know, has some other stuff going on, obviously. So let's kind of talk about that. Uh, one of the easy tie-ins is uh, where did uh, the Orenburg family... What, what's his name? I don't remember. Gideon. Gideon. Where did Gideon Orem... Where did he... born? Where was he born? Where did he grow up? You know, it obviously wasn't Orenburg, so he had to come from somewhere. And I think, you know, being within the nation kind of makes some sense. I'm thinking he's a big city lad. Mm-hmm. I think he was, maybe we could say the capital or something, whatever we decide that's called. Sure. Well, we Go talked south. about earlier in the, um, we talked about earlier when we were talking about his uh, background and everything, that, like, with his, um, sorry, we mentioned that his previous like his family like his like growing up was that his family were um gold miners yes and so him being in the city at least initially doesn't make sense like if he ends up in the city after like we talked about um him running out of money and then trying to live and then he's in the city that would make sense but i think initially he's not in the city he's in a mining town somewhere Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, we did talk about him running into that, you know, economic hardship. Um, yeah, or, or just wanted to branch out from his successful uh, family mining company and go find his own. Well, we, we already established that he grew up in poverty, or he found himself in poverty at one point. Got it, got it. Okay. I think that was because his family had fallen on hard times, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so like originally he, he came from money and then he fell from that. And so he made it like his mission to get mm-hmm. that back. So, um, Orenberg, I I imagine, uh, well, I know 
it's on the 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 edge of a mountain type area. Uh, you know, we've kind of established that you know upriver, you know upriver, higher elevation uh, leads to some sort of mountains, and then in that mountains, we talked about having some sort of dragon up there. Uh, so it's obviously a, a mountain within this nation. Yes. Uh, are we going to go with that? His family, whenever he was young, was part of like some gold mining operation. I think yes. that'd be a, I think yeah. so. Okay. Uh, so, where where do you mine gold at? Rivers, usually uh, river, yeah. River. Yeah, like well, river, pans are the most. Well, no, you, you, no, you yeah. um, well, ri- river, uh, uh, gold is collected in gravel uh, under mm-hmm. shore under like shore beds. So typically, typically rivers. Cool. So we've kind of talked about the climate a little bit um, of Orenburg. It's, you know, pretty moderate. Uh, I'd like to say maybe it was like a slightly colder than like average, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I, I would imagine that most of the time uh, it's probably similar to maybe like like up summertime Alaska. Yeah, I'm thinking like subalpine. Yeah, like, like subalpine. Not always, not always super cold, but yeah, like yeah, it, it doesn't get super hot, uh, but the winters are a little bit wintry, you know. Yeah, so we're so looking I've at been... like Oregon. Yeah, like in Oregon. Yeah, like, like, uh, like maybe some large cameras. pine trees. Yeah, I think that'd be nice. Cool. So I he grew up in no, some town. Yeah. He grew up in maybe a, a mining town, uh, maybe some gold, maybe you know, some other resource. Maybe there's even like a little bit of a, like lumber and whatnot. Uh, so some, some town maybe to the north of the mountains. Uh, I feel like the whole nation could almost be surrounding these mountains. Um, maybe using them as some sort of you know, defensive mechanism. Uh, that the people of that nation know how to navigate through the mountains or have established some paths through the mountains um, that, you know, invaders might not know about. What do you think of that? It's like if the Wild West seceded from the Union and made their own country. Kinda. Like the Rockies almost, yeah. Yeah. So a crazy thing that just popped into my head, well, not really crazy, but like a cool spin is... What if he grew up and when he was originally, he and his family were mining gold, that was like comparable to our gold rush, like Wild West time. Mm-hmm. And then we'll say the rest of the country kind of moved on from that and evolved like industrially or whatever. But then his mission was to recreate that with Arenberg. And so I'm, I'm envisioning like Arenberg is this kind of, you guys ever see the village, the movie? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like this secluded, almost separate entity in the nation itself. I think that'd be kind of cool. Arenberg is? Yeah. So, like, he wanted to recreate, like, his what he thought was his glory days, whereas the rest of the nation kind of moved on from that. He wanted to preserve it. I think we're focusing a little bit too much on Arenberg right now because we're trying to define the nation around the, the nation that the city is in. Um, yeah, I guess... I shouldn't have focused on Arnberg. I was saying, like, the rest of the nation has probably moved on a little more advanced than Arnberg. Yeah, I just wanted to draw that distinction between the two. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so as far as, like, Arnberg, like you said, it's kind of in the mountainous region, right? 
And so, yeah. uh, kind of map. <laughs> this, I think this mountain range, what Brad said, would typically be like towards the, more of the center of the external nation of the, uh, like the parent. Uh, like the continent? Continent, yeah. Or maybe not the continent, just like the nation that the that this city is, that this town is uh, part of. No, like like with the guards oh. guarding it and absolutely, yeah. It's, it's definitely okay. a center type mountain. The nation yeah. kind of sprawls around that. If it wasn't centered, then the then the empire that they belong to made it centered, to to keep it away from the borders, so nobody could invade it easily. I think that'd be a cool development. Like like if this was found on the border, I'm sure that the uh, that there would be either way more guards or that they would they would take. Or land around it to make sure that it's safe. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you have these mountains in the center, and then you kind of have some other stuff around. Um, I'm gonna say maybe to the south is where Orenburg is, um, just because I feel like it's kind of arbitrary. Uh, but I kind of like the idea of like that north to south river type idea, you know? And then down down to the south, you know, we've kind of established that Orenburg has, like, that waterfall, uh, which means that there's some, like, you know, like, cliffy-type stuff and some, like, rocky bluffs and whatnot. Um, so the south is going to be a little bit more of, like, a, a plains-type area, you know? Uh, just because that's kind of what we established with Orenburg. I'm thinking, like, kind of like White Run in Skyrim, where it's surrounded yep. by mountains, but it's kind of like an open plain. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like down below. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the river like flows through. To the north of these mountains, uh, we were kind of talking about those like big pine tree, uh, you know, logging gold mining operation kind of yeah. Oregon-y. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. I feel, I feel like him coming from the north would be... Um, well, maybe not, maybe, not, maybe not coming from the north. Um, well, because... I'm thinking maybe... If he was born in the north, uh, he probably wouldn't know about the south because to go yeah. to the south, he would have to go straight through the mountains. He probably yeah. knows a little bit more about the west and the east uh, because yes. you can go around the mountains. Um, so maybe, maybe the south is just a little bit underdeveloped. You know, there's not a whole lot of natural resources down there. It's rocky plains. You know, there's not a whole lot going on. Yeah, backcountry. I like it. So... We should talk about the capital of this nation a little bit. Uh, where do we want that to be, like, geographically located? Maybe, so we're like... Saying, uh, we're saying Arnberg's in the south? Yeah. Like, are we saying, like, center-south or, like, leaning, like, west or east? I'm relatively center. Okay. I'd say the capital would... We could follow, like, kind of normal geography where they try to place it towards the center. So maybe, maybe on, like, the edge like, of the mountains? Yeah. Or even slightly or, within like, the mountains. I think a mountain city would how, be cool as How big is the mountain range? Are we looking at However here? big we want it to be. Yeah. I'd say I'd say comparable to the Rockies. I'm kind of... I got that picture in my head. So there's, like, a massive range, like, cutting the continent almost in half, but, like, it stops at Arnberg, and then you have to, like... It's like a U. Like, the continent's like a... Like, like the city... Like, the, the empire's like a U around the mountains. Yeah, I like that. So like, so like it might Arm- be more like a C. So you want, the, you want the mountains coming in from like the east or west? Yeah, yeah. I think maybe like the land is going to be like shaped like a C, uh, with the mountains kind of filling in like the center of that C. Um, 
And then the mountains kind of extend to the east a little bit. Okay. Uh, and then maybe like a little bit to the north and stuff, looking like normal mountains. So, Orenburg's to the south. Mining is to the north. To the west, I kind of want it to be on like a coastline or something. Uh, so that the mountains kind of almost lead up to the water. Um, and leads to like this like interesting like rocky shore with like, you know, large stone spires and... Uh, it's kind of maybe like a harsh sea, kind of hard to travel through due to the, you know, rough geography. Where would that be to the? Uh, to the west of the mountains. Yeah. Okay. So the mountains the, uh... kind of thin out a little bit as they go to the side, uh, which makes it relatively easy to pass through. But like maybe like the tectonic plates and shit, you know, that's a little bit rough. Like in the ocean. Extending into the ocean, yeah. Okay. Um, or the, the empire, is it, is it like a giant island? Did it take over an entire like continental island or did it like, or are there like other empires to like the northeast, like though the west is clearly rough water and then the south is clearly water because the, the, the river is flowing north to south. So, so um, I'm thinking like like it almost kind of sounds like a peninsula or something or maybe, maybe not a peninsula, but maybe even like a corner of a continent. Uh, so like the west and the south is like watery, and then the uh, but then the, the north and the east. Yeah. Well, the east is mountains, so then maybe the north could be where some other people are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so to the east, you kind of have a, maybe another nation. We could talk about some, some maybe in the conflicts. Um, and then the north, you might have a little nation as well. But as far as like defensive uh, abilities go... Uh, this place is actually pretty secure with, you yeah. know, the mountain and then water on two sides. Yeah. I was mostly just trying to get a layout of, like, the continent itself. Like, how, like, the area looked. I'm th- I'm thinking, like, so two pictures popped in my head from, like, what we just said. Um, the coast, what popped in was kind of the uh, the Elder Scrolls Six teaser. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, the mountainous shoreline. That was a really cool image. And then... The capital, I'm picturing like the capital from the Hunger Games series, where it's kind of nestled within this mountain range and there's a big lake in it. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. So let's talk about the capital a little bit. I feel like there's going to be you know a lot of a lot of thought that could go into that. Uh, he just kind of mentioned that it's nestled within the mountains, and I really really like that idea, uh, almost as if it was like a bowl or something. Yeah. What if, uh, what if the the capital city was built on a large, like rocky uh, plateau almost uh, that has like a lake go under and surrounding it? Um, so as if you were to take a mountain range, uh, delete like a sphere, fill in the bottom, and kind of built the city on top of like the inner part of it. Um, so it's essentially just like this really, really big lake uh, that kind of has enough stone to support the city on it. Uh, and then maybe they built some bridges and shit to like access it. And those bridges lead to tunnels that lead, you know, through the mountain, under the mountain, you know, kind of convenient paths. Uh, yes, Moria. Yeah, Moria, but above ground. I don't I don't want there to be a big focus on like the underground part of it. No, uh, I like the tunnels. The tunnels are like kind of like Moria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want people to like live in the tunnels. I just want them to use it for like transportation mostly. Sure, yeah. Because translating this, you know, with the idea of like a D and D setting in mind, uh, travel in D and D, especially in more like 
you know, typical fantasy settings, a lot of that travel is generally pretty boring. It's just kind of like, you know, you're traveling through a forest or a plains. It, it's, it's all kind of standard. Uh, but not often do you take paths and stuff through like tunnels or, you know, natural stone crevices almost. Uh, I feel like there could be a little bit of opportunity for some cool encounters there. Yeah, first tangent, and we're, we're getting better because we're like 25 minutes in and there were no tangents. But uh, we need to like find a way to revamp travel mechanics in D&D and like emphasize like what you're doing on the travels and mm-hmm. maybe like add some interesting things along the travels because it kind of just feels like fast traveling most times. But that's out of scope. Just something that popped in. Yeah, that'd be a good episode. So... This, this capital city, you know, it's pretty fortified. It's pretty defended. Uh, it also kind of has, you know, like relatively secret and generally defended travel routes uh, throughout the rest of the mountain. Now, this kind of draws a little bit of conflict. Uh, we kind of said with Orenburg, there's a dragon living in these mountains. Uh, and not many people know about this dragon. You know, very few. I'm talking like less than 10 probably. Uh so the city isn't very aware of the dragon either. Or if anybody is, it's maybe just one or two people. How have they not run into this dragon? How have they not come into conflict with it? You know, disturb its lair or anything? I feel like he's pretty reclusive, and the only way you'd kind of run into him is if you were seeking him out. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. I'm thinking like yeah. Smaug before he was kind of awakened by Bilbo. He's just kind of vibing in there. No one really went through that mountain, though. Like, the mountain, nobody went to the mountain because they knew the dragon was there. Well, no, That's nobody fair, knew yeah. the dragon was there. And, well, no, like, in, in, the, in, Hobbit? in the Hobbit? Yeah, they, they did. The dragon was there. Oh, oh yeah, you, you mean Lord of the Rings. Sorry, I didn't realize we were talking about Lord of the Rings still. As far as Arnberg, um, I don't know. I guess I don't have a good answer as to why nobody knew he was there historically. I don't know. I, I, don't like... th- I don't really think anyone should be going through those mountains. I think those mountains should be kind of rumored to be dangerous. And no one, and everyone kind of avoids those mountains, which is why the dragon can live there in seclusion. Yeah, maybe you could have like, because uh, we mentioned dwarves early on in this whole thing too, and maybe we could roll with the Hobbit, fucking, I don't want to call it a, what's the even, what's the word I'm looking for, a tro- I don't want to call it a trope, but you could go with like, oh, uh, the dwarves lost their home to orcs or something and then the dragon kind of came in flying under the radar and moved in just have some reason not to go there but no indication that there's a dragon there i think i think the mountain itself should be dangerous in its own right like with drakes and stone giants and shit like that i think the mountain itself should be dangerous in its own right not to mention there's a fucking dragon there because i don't think they're like because like what you mentioned the dwarves are going to go try and retake their home at some point and lo and behold, mm-hmm. they're going to find the dragon. I think it's better to have the mountain itself have kind of this. You need to be high level to go to this area or you're going to die. Type of okay. thing. So I'd be a little bit cautious making it too dangerous because the fucking capital city is in this mountain. You know, if they're going to be constantly under threat of stone giants, they probably wouldn't want to well, live there. Hold on. The mountain. Wait, so, so, so the capital is in the mountain that the dragon's at. So. Mm-hmm. I think the start of the mountain range near Orenburg is where the dragon is, and then the capital city is hundreds of miles north of that. In the same mountain range, yeah, but no, nowhere near the dragon. 
okay that that's, i'm fine that's what with. i'm thinking if you yeah. have like the capital city right where the dragon's at then it's pretty much right down the road from Orenburg. like no nah, that would make sense yeah no i feel like the dragon in that part of the mountain kind of separates like the hinterlands near Orenburg from the rest of the civilized country itself so we can kind of we can solve both issues of why the regions are like that way and why the dragon lives there and like why nobody knows about it so we also said the dragon is like really old and stuff uh so he probably doesn't even leave his lair all that frequently um we kind of floated the idea at one point that he has like little like servants or kobolds or some shit uh that kind of handle all of his errands for him uh you know even like bring him you know tithes and shit uh, so the dragon probably doesn't even have a whole good reason to expose himself. So perhaps some of the dangers that exist in the mountain are more like the dragon servants type dangers. Uh, so maybe they're not even all that aggressive. Maybe they just kind of act a little bit more defensively. I would argue that the issue isn't even the dragon servants. I would say it's more like a third party, like orc bands, plus like wild animals... But when I say animals, I mean, like, owlbears and rocks and shit like that. So, like, I feel like the dragon's kind of taken a backseat. And I think that'd be more interesting for players to stumble upon the dragon and it be a surprise as opposed to, oh, we're going to meet the dragon, you know? Well, yeah, the, having, like, the, the, the dragon's servants aren't, like, his thralls or whatever. They're just kind of other native monster populations that do know of the dragons, right? They're not oh, like okay. a civilized society. They're the ones who really know about the dragon. And they don't really talk about it to anybody else because they don't talk to anybody about anything. Um, and I like that, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant about throwing in some, like, orc warband shit because that's not necessarily what I want to focus on in this particular region. You know, we kind of already have, like, this, like, different dynamic of, like, you know, economic struggle, uh, you know, money, trade, and whatnot. I'm not necessarily sure that, like, war is the, the theme I want to focus on here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like it doesn't have to be war. I feel like the war bands could mostly keep to themselves, and maybe they're just, like, kind of like this background character that attacks um, convoys every now and then. Now okay, and so we kind of talked a little bit in Orenburg that Goliaths uh, are kind of around here. Uh, there's maybe some Goliath tribes. If we wanted to include some of those, like, you know, like warband or, like, native tribal populations, uh, perhaps Goliaths would be a good thing to explore. You know, it's, it's a little bit different than orcs. Sure. I just, um, I'm a big fan of, like, because orcs worship dragons in many cases, so, like, they're very fitting. Um, do we want them to eyes. do that in our world? They don't have to. We can do whatever we want. But, um, before we start to move on from the dragon which we probably won't but i just wanted to throw this out here uh instead of kobolds what if the dragon has like because we mentioned the pact right the pact of the dragon warlock thing mm -hmm. what if the dragon's servants aren't kobolds but they're like members of this pact and like it's a very select few that know about it and they kind of um like seek out new initiates anthony do you have thoughts I don't like that, just because I feel like the whole Pact of the Warlock thing, uh, the Pact of the Dragon Warlock class, it's not the dragon having many followers, the dragon 
using a human or someone using someone to further his own gains while offering it power in return. I don't feel like the dragon would. I dragons aren't that powerful to bestow that much power on that many people. Like that's true. I think I think the the dragons normally would only have one person that they're bound to, unless they're yeah, a I, fucking Tiamat or like a Drakulich. I would kind of agree with that, kind of, um, by having maybe like a large number of like dragon warlocks. Uh, it kind of diminishes what we have going with like the specialness in Orenburg. Uh, yeah. It kind of takes away from that. So maybe. Like, I guess as a compromise, instead of having, like, a lot of Dragon Warlock followers, maybe there's only a couple in his ranks. You know, maybe there's, like, two Goliaths or something that serve him. I, I really I really like the idea of the the daughter of, the, of um, Gideon going mm-hmm. to the dragon and pleading the dragon to somehow give her power. And that would be the start of kind of the that 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 spurs the idea for the dragon to bestow power, and that would be kind of the start of the whole dragon pack warlock. I kind of like that better. I and concede I, the dragon secret service. And I I feel like the the dragon itself. Why does it need kobolds serving it? Why does it need anyone serving it? It doesn't. So, really, the kobolds don't like properly serve it it's just kobolds like tend to worship dragons so they would know their dragons there and they'd be like dragon senpai please accept us and the dragon would be like who the fuck are you type deal so in a sense we kind of don't want the dragon super active uh we talked that he's you know relatively old uh and he's not a super known presence um you know perhaps he wants to stay that way you know maybe he doesn't want to get like hunted or disturbed or anything uh, so instead of doing his own work, he kind of has like these like dumbass little kobolds do it for him, because the kobolds are kind of dumb and they'll work for him blindly out of you know whatever reason they want you know fear you know blind loyalty he's shiny like me who knows, uh, so the dragon's like, well why would I cause a big stir up if they're just gonna do it for me, so maybe it's just out of like laziness or convenience or something. Yeah, I think. I think we'll get a better idea when we do the dragon episode, which we still need to do because that's gonna be a good one. Um, but yes, cool. Where I were we we're... before the dragon? We were at the mountains. Yeah, we're talking mountains. I, th- I feel like we're fixating on the dragon in Arnberg a little bit too much, though. It's so easy to do. Yeah, yeah, but like we need to branch out. Exactly. Just what we're trying to do. So we, right, have, we have we have the mountain biome kind of in the center, uh, plains to the south. Do we want to throw in any swamps, forests, um, jungles? What are we thinking? I don't think we need a ton of biomes in this particular nation. Uh, you know, we already have a couple. We kind of have like the rocky plains, the coastline, which is rocky, uh, the mountains, and we kind of have like the you know boreal forest. So. I feel like we could probably just stick with those biomes. I feel like adding too much would kind of clutter it. Would you say the entire coastline is rocky? I'd say most of it, yeah. Yeah, I'd say most. Okay. Um, uh, where, where's the where's the boreal forest actually located? Like directly north of the mountain range? 
Like, did, 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 does it take up the entire north, or, like, just, like, the northeast, like, above the right-hand mountain range? Um, like it's, like, the like north the center. center and then the northwest, uh, kind of going close to the coast. Uh, and then it kind of thins out at the coast. Uh, maybe the coast goes a little bit to the north. It goes all the way up to there, uh, up into a little bit. But then we're getting into the next nation. So I, I guess this might extend the whole way to the border. Okay. What about northeast? Do we think it kind of changes a little bit? Um, yeah, to the east, it goes all the way to the border as well. Um, what kind of more bio like might it be turning into? A plains? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. If we're rolling with like the Pacific Northwest, like the further east you go, the more kind of open it gets. Yeah. So that we could say sense. as it kind of fades into the mountain, it gets closer to the, the east. Uh, you know, the, the, the forest starts to get thinner to the point where it becomes, you know, like a grassland. So is the mountain... Is the mountain range coming from the north and then cutting west? Um, it's going from the northeast in my mind, uh, like a, like a swooping diagonal? down to the south, uh, to the southwest, uh, eventually ending up going basically straight west, uh, and then you know the capital cities in those western mountains. Okay. We have to draw a picture, or dude, we can make an incarnate map. I'm currently on incarnate. Oh, I love it. I also have incarnate up, but I, I love it. You can just compare afterwards, Anthony. I, I haven't actually been. Oh, I've been, I've been, I've been doing shit. <laughs> I, I tried to, and then. Um, yeah, that's why I haven't. That's why I haven't been talking much. So I kind of brought up the theme of uh, trade, money, um, you know, that kind of stuff earlier, mm-hmm. um, and we kind of see that throughout basically all the discussions we've been having and i would say that the location of this capital city being a pretty centrally located with strong trade routes to you know the north south and west of you know this con or this nation yeah that really facilitates that trade so perhaps this mountain could be a pretty big trade hub um i mean obviously you could harvest the natural resources of like the mountain and the forest and shit, as well as all the gold from Orenburg. Uh, but, you know, perhaps people could come here from other nations uh, to do some trading. I would like to envision this place as relatively rich, uh, you know, compared to maybe some other places. And we could maybe talk about some of the problems that come with that. Yes, I would say that the nation as a whole is wealthy. And the maybe the surrounding nations aren't as wealthy. Um, and that could be kind of a reason why once whatever this empire we decide on, once it expanded to a certain uh, like position, it kind of stopped because it didn't see any monetary gain from like annexing other areas. Mm-hmm. So maybe the surrounding nations kind of um, hate them for it. And there could be this possible, like, coalition against the Empire from all the surrounding, like, less fortunate nations. Sure, for taking dynamic. up all the natural resources, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about uh, this northern city. Uh, this is the one in the forest that was, like, a minor uh, gold mining operation. This cannot be like an infinite supply of gold. So I would say at about the time that we're talking about, right? Uh, so the time frame here is uh, near the end of 
the Orenburg uh, reign, I guess, you know, uh, we're kind of talking, you know, like the head of the family's about to die, uh, the wife's kind of trying to stay out of it, the kids are biting for power. That's kind of the time frame that we're talking about. Yep. Uh, so what does this northern city look like at around that time? Uh, gold is gone. It's kind of hit a little bit of economic ruin, um, but it's still in a pretty naturally good place. So the northern city is being the capital? No, no, no. The, the northern city is the one that... Uh, fuck, what was his name again? The Gideon. Head Orenberg? Gideon Orenberg. Uh, the one oh, that Gideon okay. was born in. His family was a gold miner. Gold ran out, and now the city had to adapt. You know, what are they adapting into? Uh, if if we're rolling with the forest, I could envision like a uh, logging town. Okay. Um, I feel like they should it's, have a little bit more as well. Yeah. Okay. So here's a little thought. Um, once you chop down a forest, right, uh, you kind of are left with like some like barren land, right? There's not a whole lot going on for it. What if, uh, here, here's a little thought, uh, farms. Farms are really important for a nation. Food is super important. What if uh, you have all the, these these tree stumps from your previous logging exp- explorations, right? What if they end up uh, strategically burning these tree stumps? And that causes fertile land that they then t- uh, turn into farms. I like it. You could have just this huge expanse of farmland. They switch from... And then... <clears throat> they switch from mining gold to uh, harvesting wheat, which also looks like gold. <laughs> the sure, golden yeah. plains, dude. Metaphors out the ass. I love it. I'm I'm envisioning this once great city, uh, just kind of, it's still there, but it's kind of put on the back burner, and a bunch of farm land popped up around it, and so you have this old, like decrepit town that people still technically live in, um, but the spotlight has since shifted to the agriculture. I love that. Cool. Like the like, typically whenever you hear of these like fantasy cities like that, uh, the center town is usually you know rich and well off and pretty like jubilant, happy, uh, and the farms are a little bit more calm and relaxed. In this one, what if it's the opposite? What if like the center town is kind of run down, beat up, nobody really wants to live there, but instead the farmlands are incredibly prosperous. Uh, the farm houses are incredibly nice. You know, uh, like the farming technology is like super up to date. Uh, heck, people might be using some magic and stuff to make it even more efficient. All right, boys. You next yeah, episode, we're uh, we're flushing out this town. Um, sure. we'll <laughs> town two. We'll come up with a name and everything. I really like that idea. I'm just like I just got this envision of this like bustling kind of like, city like town where like it's like almost like a donut where like the ring, the outer ring is just like like you said, bustling, thriving shops, marketplaces. Um, all really kind of being driven from the farm, fertile farmland, but in the center of like the ring, like the don't some of the donut, for lack of a better term, the donut hole, is kind of this gray, desolate kind of decrepit, falling down city that's like yes. old and Chernobyl like. You invert, you invert like the the modern, like how it is in the modern day where the rural lands are kind of pushed off on the back burner like they don't matter as much in the political sense and then you have this uh city that kind of aggregates all this political power you invert that flip it on its head and now it's the agriculture and we could kind of roll with the idea that they feed the entire country and 
the like anybody who got stuck in the city was kind of the less fortunate ones where it's just like this ghost town and if you still live there you just kind of shit out of luck do we want the people who were able to get the land were like better off is the fertile land just gonna be coming from burning down the tree stumps or is it gonna be from magical means too so we could say that like uh initially they kind of jump started this boom um with the with the burning down the tree stumps making it you know uh, extra fertile right away uh but they were able to effectively capitalize on that and kind of improve it elsewhere uh to make it a little bit longer term uh perhaps maybe there is a little bit of magic that comes along with it i wouldn't count it out uh, i know that's something a lot of druids kind of talk about but you know neglecting campaigns uh, so that could druids. be interesting Druid Death Squad. Speaking of druids. So, I'm now seeing two cities that are on the Druid Death Squad's shit list. Oh, yeah. The, uh, well, Arenberg, because of what they're doing. And then this new city, um, well, they're farming, which is good. They're not really destroying the land anymore. anymore. But I'm envisioning that this area used to have, like, a vast kind of thick forest that the original city tore the fog down to do gold mining and shit until it burnt out. And I feel like, yes, that was a while ago, but I feel like the druids still wouldn't be too very happy about it. There was a druid circle in the forest that they cut down. Yes, and the druid druid circle relocated to somewhere else and has been plotting their kind of retribution since. So I kind of, I want to take this in a direction that basically no other campaign setting has really had the opportunity to. Uh, Druids of the Wildfire have been officially published. We talked about it in Tasha's. What would their Druid Circle look like? I feel like this is a really good candidate for that. Because this is an effective use of wildfires. In a sense. So you think they burnt down the forest to make farmland? I think maybe some Druids helped them burn down the forest in a safe and effective way. Uh, that maximized, you know, not the, the fertility fo- of the, the land. Not the forest, but the tree stumps. Uh, tree the... stumps, sorry. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. But what All about right, the Druid? Would the Druid Death Squad be like another Druid Circle? Yes. Perhaps that's a little conflict. Oh. Maybe, maybe the Druid Death Squads might have a little bit of a different view, and maybe they don't recognize the Druids of the Wildfire as like a legitimate Druid Circle, or, or they disagree with their practice. Yeah, yeah, so the, so, the, the Druids of the Wildfire, um, they... Um, they, they, they wanted to help rectify the issue, like, fix the issue in a way. But, yes, all this land has been destroyed, but by burning and kind of refertilizing the land, it's going to help the area, and they're helping the villagers and stuff like that get back on their feet. Absolutely. Whereas another druid circle holds a fucking grudge, and they despise this town, even though they're doing better now because of what they did in their past, even if all the people who did it are no longer there. They still despise that town, and they also have their eyes set on Arnberg. I feel like that I would be love. A, yeah, that's a really great conflict. Good. I feel like that's the age really old good. tradition versus progressive clash. Okay, so I think we have enough on that the, that northern city. Wait, um, Larry, you just said something that I love. You're talking about the uh, like the progressive society versus like the traditionalists, and it's really interesting because we kind of have like that like duality type thing. Um, typically in like real life you know those like farming towns and stuff they're typically the more like traditional conservative type however they've allied themselves with the progressive druids while the you know 
like the the conservative druids then have a problem with the progressive druids who are allying themselves with like the conservative populace and there might be a little bit of like conflict between you know like the the appeal to tradition uh that the you know vigilante druids might take against you know the the farmer type people because the farmers are kind of shifting to that like progressive type view Mm-hmm. I feel like there could be a little bit of uh, a commentary on that as well. We're inverting everything. We could have a whole episode on just like the political philosophy of this nation. I feel yeah. like. Cool. So now that we have this kind of northern city, um, I kind of actually want to focus more on our chef to the Druid Death Squads and their circle and like where they would. They would have like a their own little city, wouldn't they? Um. Okay. I want to save that for the Druid episode. Gotcha. Um, but I would say, in my mind, and I'm going to push for this, I don't like Druid cities. I would like to keep them in, like, small compartmentalized circles. Yeah, yeah, um, I didn't mean city, city, like, like blown out city. That's like, just your opinion, has. bro. That I is mean... my opinion. It's up for debate, and I will fight. Um, <laughs> bold of you to assume there will be a Druid episode. Oh, you fuckers. Yeah, we, we don't. I don't want anything to do with the Druid <laughs> I didn't, episode. I didn't get the memo on that one. <laughs> All right. So, Did you send it to the email? So, the coastal cities. Um, let's start working out the coast a little bit more. I feel like we should have a few major port cities so that they facilitate the trading with other nations and continents. Before yeah. I forget and we move on, um, we mentioned earlier uh, like what the northern town would look like based on what's happening in Arenberg. Um, and I thought we were going to go to like a high level thing like based on what was happening down there uh which something popped into my head we mentioned like there were other nations surrounding the empire whatever we want to call it that kind of despise it a little bit Mm -hmm. so what if we make it a like high level thing that the empire is given the circumstances kind of worried that what is happening in Arenberg could have like this huge propagating effect that leads to like a possible downfall of the empire because they kind of lose their ace in the hole, their gold town of Arnberg. Um, that's just something Wait, that popped in my head. Can you explain that a little bit more? Okay, so if if we're rolling with the idea that Arnberg is like the breadwinner of the nation, not literally, um, but like the one that kind of keeps them financially strong, like think of the Lannisters from Game of Thrones. If that city were to fall on hard times, i.e. some infighting between heirs to the throne, that could kind of threaten the entire country, not just the single town, right? Um, potentially. Uh, Arenberg is still relatively new as far as a town goes, uh, so they would definitely be able to recover, but they would absolutely take a hit, I would agree. Yeah, it was just a random thought that popped into my head they could add like internal conflict to the country. Yeah, but that, that might be something better to think about once we kind of resolve um, the, the, the Arenberg family conflict. Um, because if the Arenberg family conflict works out in like a positive way, then that's not even a concern at all. Um, if it goes that's bad, then that's an absolute concern. So that might be kind of focusing a little bit more on like a campaign type planning. Sure, yeah. But I, 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 liked, I liked the direction at least though. I think that's that's an interesting thing to consider. Yeah, that could be like a high-level campaign point that is mm-hmm. open-ended. Yeah. Because right, you could take that in plenty of ways. Yeah. Okay. Um, coastal cities. Yeah, so yeah coastal, coastal cities. cities. 
we were kind of talking that the coast is going to be, you know, a little bit rough, uh, kind of rocky. Uh, you know, I'm imagining big waves, uh, some, some, a little bit harsh winds, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, pirates. M- maybe. Well, I don't know. We'll get I'm not sure I want to go with pirates right here. That might be a better suited for somewhere else. We'll get that outside of the country. Like yeah. Once we start like developing a bit more. Cool. All right. So, um, I kind of want to go back to the point of having a city downriver from Arnberg that never wanted to venture up the cliff side because they thought, you know what I mean? Like, like they, like they, they know it's a waterfall. Um, but they never actually ventured up the cliffs to check out the top of the waterfall. You remember we were talking about that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like the city that could have been. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like other people could have found this, but they just never ventured deep enough to find it kind of thing. Wait, I find, like find what? The, the gold? Uh, they, they are the gold. Yeah. Yeah. So like, remember, Wait. remember that, that, that the, that the river used to be called the roaring, was it the roaring cliffs river? Mm-hmm. Um, because people, people downstream saw the waterfall and they, they named it after the waterfall, like the roaring cliffs, but they never actually went above the waterfall to find the gold. You know what I mean? You snooze, you lose. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. So maybe, maybe we have a city like between Arnberg and the shoreline, just like halfway down the river. So it's like people would have explored North, but they would have stopped because a giant cliff was in front of them that they, that they didn't want to like climb. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm trying to place this geographically. Um, so you have the central hub city to the south. You have Orenburg. Orenburg is on the side of a cliff. The bottom of that cliff isn't necessarily water. The, the bottom of that cliff could potentially be some more plains or something. Yes. So exactly. to the west the of that, closer to the... Yeah. Yeah, but the river has to go to the ocean somehow. Yes. Yep. So. so it's like people, people might have explored up the river... And then found the waterfall, but didn't go past that. Sure. So maybe at okay. So I guess there's there's two um, like height levels here that we're talking about. We're talking the plateau above um, the, the the water where Orenburg, the rest of the cities and stuff are. Yes. And then you kind of have another plateau basin thing closer to the ground at about sea level. Yes. And basically, there's cliffs along the entire west coast and the southern coast. Um, but the southern isn't actually a coast. The southern just leads to, like, more land. Yes. Uh, that eventually turns into water. It's, it's not a cliff. It's just more of, like, a beach ocean. Does that kind of make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You could have the river turn, what is it, west towards the ocean. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Now... So there might be a good opportunity for two cities here. Um, the first one I'm thinking, I would really like to build up above the cliffs, kind of built out on some like rocky spires coming out of the ocean. Um, I think that would be a really cool like visual. Uh, and then perhaps there could be another like port city uh, down to the south uh, at the ocean level landmass, uh, at the bottom of the river that the um, Arnberg waterfall leads to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Tyler, do you want to talk a little bit more about what you think that city might be? Um, which city? Sorry. Um, the I'm one at the bottom of the waterfall uh, that Orenburg eventually leads out into. Uh, so Orenburg goes down yes. the cliff and has a waterfall. 
kind of settles down there, and then a river comes out from, like, that yep. waterfall ending uh, down, you know, winding through some plains, beach area, to the ocean to the west. Yes. Um, I think that city, uh, honestly, that, that city could, that city could honestly be anything. We, um, because we have a, uh, uh, judging the landscape around them, you have the plains, right? Like, the river, the river flows through plains, so that, so there's sparse trees around, there's a lot of hills. So, it would probably be more of a farming city, um, in a sense of plentiful farmland, um, Minus plentiful, uh, like lumber or kind of uh, harvesting there, so um, I think there'd be a lot more farm farming done in that city. So maybe uh, maybe halfway to the coast or like a, like three quarters of the way to the coast down the river, not on the coast itself because you don't want to be living on the beach. Um, the city would be in a few miles from shore, and you would have a uh, and you would just have sprawling farmlands. Just ranging from like uh, at least a few miles in every direction. Okay, I think that'd be pretty cool. Just have like a massive farming hub, where because that the the city has to be put there for a reason. Like there has to be the only reason I would think of would be the fresh water from the river. So, uh, yeah, that 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 that's why you probably wouldn't find the city in the middle of the plains with no water anywhere. You would have to find it with fresh water so you could feed your crops, so you could feed yourself. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So if we if we already have you know one farming city uh, to the north uh, where the forest used to be, True. how are we going to make this one you know unique and distinct? Yeah. Um. Hmm. It doesn't have to be as big of a farming city. It can be um, smaller. It can be. Uh, I'm moving around a lot. My bad. The only um, thing I, yeah, um, I mean, every city can have farming. Like this one doesn't have to be focused on farming. Yeah, but then why would it be in the plains along this river? Um, different reason for farming. Instead of being focused on wheat and kind of the necessities, it could be a more um, uh, focused on like a winery type setting, or like. Their special would be can be something else. Maybe still be farming in the plains. Yeah, but or it can or, even be in the plains on the river because they set that up as kind of a trading post initially for um, smaller ships or barges that were on the river, and because rivers are one of the main methods of transport, it could have been a trading post initially and just grew over time and became kind of. I like, love that idea. More of this thing. So. So, so may, maybe the capital knew the waterfall existed, and the capital set up a trade route under the cliff to like to like somewhere along the river under the cliff. Not 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 like right up against the cliff, like with the waterfall, but like downstream from the waterfall. And then they use that as a bargeway down the river to the other city. So I know about twenty seven minutes ago, I said that I didn't really want to have a whole lot of stuff underground, uh, but I think I've changed my mind. <laughs> what if? Um, the main way that they navigated from the main city in the mountains to the bottom of the waterfall where Ornberg is, right? So Ornberg goes down that waterfall. Instead of like a giant staircase or winding path or something, uh, what if there just was like a a connecting underground path or something uh, from the capital city uh, to the the plateau face, um, kind of near the waterfall? Uh, And in that, that rocky mountain face, there's like a giant door or some shit uh, or a giant gate or something, uh, 
kind of along the way. What do you guys think of that? A giant gate like, leading uh, from where? Sorry. Um, on the rocky cliff face um, that Orenburg sits above. So okay. on the su- southern side of the mountains, yes. uh, Orenburg has that waterfall. Uh, that waterfall kind of goes down a, a you know a cliff face. Yeah. What if you know maybe you know numerous miles uh, closer to the west, uh, closer to the shoreline, uh, there was like a, a, a giant gate or a door or some shit, uh, and that was the main access point from this lower plateau area uh, to you know the center city, like the capital. Yeah. Um, like a gate built into the. Yeah. So so. How deep is the capital in this mountain range? Like, like, like in terms of uh, in terms of east to west. So, so like, like we, we we know the mountain range doesn't reach the ocean. We know it yep. ends about halfway through the continent. Yep. Uh, in the how far away is the city from halfway through the continent? Um, maybe not that far. Uh, so, from like the westernmost part of the mountains uh, to the city, might just be like a mile or two. Probably not that far from the western so, side. So the capital and... is north of Arnberg. Yep. Okay. Okay. And, and the reason that they feel a little bit safe, making it more to the west, um, and, and kind of sacrifice a little bit of like the natural mountain defense, is because it's on like a relative peninsula. You know, it, there, there's not a whole lot of enemies going to be coming from that the western direction because uh, it's a rocky water cliff face. You know. Yeah. Uh, so they can they feel like they can scooch a little bit that way, uh, and that allows it for easier access to you know the outside to the west. Um, as well as maybe a little bit closer to like a tunnel entrance uh, leading down to the bottom. Okay, and then we could also have a coal tunnel entrance going from like leading not only from the uh, not only from the um, like not only coming out the west of the tunnel. We could have a coal tunnel entrance coming out from the uh, from the north, heading up to the massive farming city to the north. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. So a, a tunnel from the capital city to the northern farming area. Um, through the through the mountains. I'm yes. just thinking they're on the same elevation level, so that makes perfect sense. It's like a straightaway mountain or a straightaway tunnel. Uh, kind of talking about that, like underground mountain tunnel oh. paths. Okay, got it. So three things in reference to that. One, can we have the giant gate in the cliff be like Moria? No entrance. No. no, no, no. It can't be it's derivative. Just, it has to be yeah. a normal old gate guarded by guards. No, no, no. Okay. Well, I, I think it is like a big stone gate. Um, but I, I think maybe something interesting that we could do with it um, is maybe that it's like either like under renovation or under construction, or it's maybe not like fully done yet for whatever reason. Um, it's not done I mean, yet. Maybe, maybe the tunnel is like partially complete. Uh, you know, maybe it's also a relatively new development. What if, what are the tunnels there? But what they've been doing yes. is they've been um, sealing it off and perfecting the tunnel. So they've been laying stone bricks on the yes. inside, smoothing the walls, smoothing the ground, making the tunnel more traversable, and making sure it. they're sealing up the uh, the branching pathways in the tunnel to natural cave systems because they don't want like people wandering off and they don't want goblins wandering in. So they're in the process of perfecting the tunnel, making it more nice. But I think the tunnel itself should be there for a, should be there for a, at least the past two three hundred years. Yes, so that segues damn near perfectly into thing two and three. Thing two, uh, the tunnels were originally built by the ancient dwarves. Okay. And thing three, those tunnels 
accidentally were connected to Underdark entrances, which led to the fall of the dwarves. No, no, no. This is just... To... I, this reminds of Moria again. They dug too deep. I just deep, fucking love it, And dude. they dug too deep, like, and they were punished for it by being decimated. Uh, shut up, shut up, shut up. It's so good. It's so good. Tolkien fucking oh. nailed it. Yes. But, like, yeah. but, but I don't, I don't want to explore that here. Since you mentioned Moria so many times in this episode alone, I know. we can't just, do I, that. It, it, so, it's okay. an underground mine, Larry. You have to let go. It's literally just an underground mine. Fine, fine. It, it's but where like, mines are normally be, at. That could be a reason why, like Tony said, they were kind of renovating and clearing out and making sure there weren't any like bad entrances so that they can uh, get like ensure trade was safe. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm just on the, on the Underdark. Uh, I would love to include some threats in this cave. I don't want to do the Underdark though. Um, cause I feel mm. like a connection to the Underdark has a lot more implications that I don't want to handle here. Um, we can do it well, somewhere else. We don't um, have to handle them now. Yeah. But I, I kind of want to talk about, oh, so, so we're we pretty happy with that. Uh, like this tunnel is under renovation. Yeah. Okay. And I, cause I have this cool image in my head, um, of like a, a long tunnel segment, uh, that's kind of like partially complete. Maybe the floor's nice and the walls are kind of being worked on. Uh, and then maybe there's some, like, scaffolding along the sides, uh, some pathways made out of wood stretching from the left to the right side at, like, odd angles going down the tunnel. Um, that's kind of like a still picture. But the and then stuff that could go still... wrong is, like, monster attacks that attack the scaffolding. I could see a really cool um, battle map encounter uh, like this. Lots of verticality and things to interact with. Uh, knocking down scaffolding, knocking people off the top, falling down. Uh, rock falls being collapsed from above. Uh, do like the renovative work you know it, it adds some like inherent danger to it uh and i, I could see a, a really really cool like dungeon type thing happening here yeah cold cool underground dungeon thing yeah like moria oh my god not <laughs> moria not moria that's what we should call the caves not moria so then Last tidbit, uh, before we move on from this tunnel system, uh, we never really addressed what's at the end of the tunnel system. Are we going to kind of stick with, like, uh, that farming thing, or do we want to maybe change that up a bit? Oh, you mean, you mean like, 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 the town? Yeah. Maybe the town, instead of being a farming system, maybe it'd be closer to the ocean, and it can be a, uh, maybe closer to, a fish, to like, fishing. Or, or, like, an fishing? agricultural. Like a fishing. Yes, I love fishing. Agricultural um, city. So... Up, up on those rocky cliffs, uh, I feel like that would be a really cool thing to have maybe as like more of like a port town. Uh, and then down south, they kind of focus more on like the fishing. Uh, you know, two aspects of like a coastal area, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I would love to make it a fishing town. And then... Uh... Inst you, you have kind of like the town there uh, and then I guess maybe they there's some like fishing platforms and whatnot uh, off the coast a little bit uh, there's maybe like some like dinghy rotations that kind of travel between them frequently uh, I feel like that could be really cool we could talk more about that town as well in a whole episode yeah so, so we, we just have want to leave what? it as like a, a port town we got like four episodes at least off this one. So we have the capital city we got to go over at some point. We have the town of the north. We have the town in the plains. We have the port town. And we have the tunnels. Those We're are writing this down, right? 
five I'm not, but we're talking about it on the podcast and we write down when we edit it. Um True. those are five dedicated episodes that we can do sometime in the future. Yeah. And then I still want to add one more town. Um kind of like the trade route port town off to the west. Okay. Uh this is gonna be on like the rocky shores. Uh and how that I imagine working. Uh is there's like, you know, like scaffold or not scaffolding, but like uh like bridges and platforms leading from like the main uh you know cliff top uh down some rocky spires uh that lead to more of like a, a ship's dock area loading unloading zone uh so the ships kind of dock at the bottom and then using like you know like maybe pulleys and you know just carrying shit up these these steps or whatever uh it leads you up to uh like the town proper uh, and there they kind of handle a lot of like the logistics of transporting stuff around the nation uh particularly back to the capital uh, so between this, there's between this and the capital, uh, there's a really long, a really strong trade route, uh, and then that trade route could be the source of you know numerous adventures as well. It's a pirate paradise. I don't want to go pirates because pirates kind of implies like a lot of like crime and shit, uh, yeah. and, and I really do think that this is like relatively orderly. Right. Uh, I think the town should be in like very strong communication with the capital. And you know, therefore, not very shady. Larry, Brad, hear me out. No, there's always crime. Larry, pirates could out. be a threat, though. Pirates would be a good threat. Hear me yeah. out. Yes. Off the coast, there is an island that is a pirate haven. Ireland. Sure. <laughs> cool. We'll do that. No, yeah, I love it. I love pirates. I love the pirate island idea. And, I'll have to uh, tell you guys a story about. The one time I used pirates in one of my campaigns, it was a pretty cool story. <laughs> that might be a different episode. Actually, historically, Ireland. I, I used pirates in one of my campaigns, and they were fantastic because I had my campaign not based in the ocean. So pirates worked. Pirates work really well. Whenever we start building this town on its episode, uh, we're gonna have to dedicate some time to just talk about like what we like about pirates. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, what don't we like about? I pirates? mean, pi- pirates are just are just vessel bandits. Yeah, it is really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, they're cool bandits that ride around in cool ships. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. Wow. All right. Cool. So, so I kind of like the framework here. Uh, we've got a ton of really cool shit. Um, and like, I feel like we're gonna need. Smaller towns and like bigger towns. We're gonna need more towns in like in this nation, but I think what Absolutely. we have so far I mean, is gonna be kind of like the good basis for like the major ones, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. These these are the important towns. Um, whenever we talk about the cities individually, uh, we can start to add some more like minor towns that maybe aren't as like cool and flashy. Uh, but these are like the cool and flashy towns, you know. Yeah. These are the towns everyone wants to go to. Yep. Wait. What's Moria spelled backwards? Larry. <laughs> Dude, hold on. Moria spelled backwards is like Aram. No shit. Aramberg? Just... We're not doing that, Larry. Dude, <laughs> Moriaberg. I'm just saying, the signs are there. You need help. I I love Tolkien. My Tolkien boner right now is huge. Sorry. On that, on that note, thanks for joining us today, guys. We had a lot of fun doing another uh, world-building episode. Um got a lot of uh potential material here um but in the meantime uh feel free to check out our twitter at dudes and drinks and send us any 
questions, concerns, or comments to either you can message us on Twitter um, or send us an email at dudesanddrinks at gmail.com. And we also have a public Discord server that's coming up soon. Um, we will be posting that link on our Twitter as well and um, any other platforms. So be sure to check it out. See you guys next time. Speak, friend, and enter. Shut up. I'm going to ban you from the Discord immediately.